This is the Rich Eisen Show. Hey! Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Hey! Marshall Falk here on the Rich Eisen Show. You got any uh, two cents on Urban Meyer? All that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> the Rich Eisen Show. I told you so. Hey! Earlier on the show. NFL on Fox analyst Greg Olson. Still to come. Saints quarterback. Taysom Hill from NBC Sports Boston, Tom Curran, plus Dolphins head coach Brian Flores. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Yes, Taysom Hill. Uh, we pre-recorded our third hour conversation with him yesterday, um, but we're going to still play it for you in hour number three. Because what he has to say about himself and the team and what have you certainly takes on different resonance now that he has tested positive for COVID-19 and uh, since then. And it looks like the Saints are going to be quarterbacked by Ian Book on Monday night because Trevor Simeon, who is also in the same room as um, as uh, Taysom Hill, he's tested positive for COVID-19. So a team that had Jameis Winston and then had his knee blown out in a win against the Bucks, and then they go into a tailspin after Trevor Simeon wins that game and completes that game, only to have them turn to Taysom Hill and have him um, pretty much um, uh, injure his finger in a way that we thought would require surgery because it was the same thing as Russell Wilson. Uh, he... Um, uh, wins the next two starts anyway, and the team is on better footing after they shut out the Bucks on Sunday night without Sean Payton because he had tested positive for COVID-19, which he'd already had before. Now that team is 7-7, seven and seven, back at 500, hopefully getting ready to play out the next three weeks to make the playoffs, and who knows what. They now have to start a rookie quarterback on Monday Night Football against the Dolphins team that used to be one and seven, but they've won six in a row. They're now seven and seven. Did I get all that right? <laughs> that's just one game on the docket. That's just off the charts nuts. Longest regular season ever. You know, I feel like it's the beautiful mind GIF where we're just like quotations, <laughs> I mean, quotations, I, quotations. Right? Did I? And by, the, and by the way, Alvin Kamara goes out and gets hurt while while Trevor Simeon's starting. And they wind up surviving all of that because they had a remarkable first month of the season even though they got blown out of their hometown by a hurricane. Like, that's the Saints season. I just described the Saints season to you, right? Hurricane blows them out. They got to play a home game. Their home opener's in Jacksonville. They blow out the Packers. Go figure. They wind up starting well enough that in a game where Jameis takes on his former team, he blows his knee out. They win that game anyway. They beat the Bucks anyway. Trevor Simeon looks terrific in closing that one out, but when he's starting just regular, it doesn't look very good. Certainly doesn't help that their best offensive player in um, Alvin Kamara is out. Oh, by the way, Michael Thomas wasn't playing all year long either. Then they get Taysom Hill. They put him in there anyway. He hurts his finger to the point where you're thinking, well, he's out. But no, he's taping it up or doing something. And wait, by the way, wait till you hear how he describes what they were doing to get him to play and what the training staff was doing to help him get to play. Then they lose to the Cowboys with all of that, but win the next two, including shutting out the Bucks 
giving Brady his first shutout since 2006. And this is a team that had won eight in a row at home, scoring 30 points in each one of those games. And they do that without their head coach, Sean Payton, who's out with COVID himself when he had gotten it himself last year. That 7-7 seven and seven team just now has lost Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon to COVID, and it's a rookie quarterback starting Monday night. There you go, ESPN. <laughs> I just gave you your setup. There you go, Leaves. That's your open. I, the I, broadcast I, I, on I, Monday I, I, night. I think I just gave it all to you. I probably missed a couple things. That's your New Orleans Saints right there. Wow. We'll still play Taysom Hill in hour number three because it's a, it's a great conversation. It really and, and, is. And, and, it's yeah, a, and it's a damn shame. When you're finished hearing what he's got to say about what it means to have him play and how last year he was a, a, a clear understudy for Drew Brees getting, one would think, some sort of an audition for this year and this year it's Jameis's job anyway and now he's got it and he's the man. He's the man that everybody's riding on. And now he gets COVID. Omicron, screw screw you, essentially. Very much. It's horrible, horrible new variant. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Terzo in Iowa. How you been, Terzo? Let's get the counselor on the phone. What's going on, Terzo? Hey, what's up, Rich? I actually just uh, walked into my grandma's house down here in Casa Grande, Arizona, and going to spend the hey. Christmas holiday with her. Fantastic. So you're still watching this even though you're not sitting at your favorite bar in Iowa. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I like you, it. Rich, I, Rich, I listen to you guys, you guys every day if I'm not in court. I really appreciate that. What's on your mind today, sir? Hey, so talk about Thursday night football tonight. It is going to be a, a battle, like you said earlier. The Niners... They need they need this win, and I know Tennessee needs to clinch, but I would like to see the Niners go go out there and and win this game. You know, it's going to be time of possession because both of these teams run the ball like nobody's business, and I don't think it's going to be a very high scoring game. More likely, Brockman's probably taking the under. Well, Chris, yes, takes a real man to bet the unders. I love betting unders, so you're probably right. <laughs> I mean, come on, my my man. All right. And, and I'm just I'm just curious to see how uh, you know how Debo comes out and runs the ball again. Um, I hope to see Mitchell, but this is this is going to be a this is going to be a fun game tonight. And I can't wait. for I it. I can't wait for it either. Thanks for the call, Terzo. I agree, it's going to be a fun one. I sort yeah. of like the Titans tonight. By uh, the way, here's here's how terrific a season Debo Samuel is having. The other Pro Bowl wide receivers are Devontae Adams, who finished first the top receiver on the top 100 NFL players list prior to the season, Devontae Adams. Also on the list is Justin Jefferson, who had one of the greatest rookie receiving seasons last year and has followed it up as, with a dynamite yeah. season yep. that would have been number one in the NFC or in, in any conference if it wasn't for Cooper Cup, who won offensive player of the month in the NFC for September and October and is set to win the triple crown this year. Most receiving yards, most receptions, and most receiving touchdowns. He is in front on all three of those, and it would take a heck of a run for most of these guys to catch him. And the fourth one is Debo Samuel, and you're not batting an eye. He is absolutely stupendous, and part of the reason why is he is – a two-way threat at the position. Yeah, he's doing everything. I mean, he's running downhill when he's catching it, and he's running downhill when it's handed to him. Mm-hmm. He's unbelievable. 
And that's the difference maker for me tonight. You know. Against the Titans. You ready to do this thing? <laughs> you ready to do this thing? Let's do it. It's December 23rd. It's December 23rd. 23rd. And, you know, um, uh, for all, uh, most of our lives um, leading up to the mid-1990s, December 23rd meant nothing uh, until Frank Costanza on uh, one of the greatest television shows of all time, uh, played by Jerry Stiller um, on Seinfeld. There was an episode called, uh, where, where, where it was all about this holiday called Festivus. And um, it involved various uh, wild, ridiculous concepts, including feats of strength. You had to actually uh, beat people up or something like that, right? Feats it of was strength. sort of like bore on the floor with succession. Like you Pretty physically, much bore on the floor. You physically exactly. had to without, wrestle. Without, the, without <laughs> the, the, the uh, pig snorting, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, at any rate. And then there's the airing of grievances where uh, Frank Costanza would have a pole and you'd have to be around the pole and air your grievances with your family. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> go, go ahead and, and, and hit the drop. Uh, a Festivus for the rest of us. There it is, everybody. Okay. <laughs> so what we've got here on the Rich Eisen Show in honor of this terrific uh, holiday is I've got a pole. Yes. <laughs> we got a pole. And each of us... Have, <laughs> Each of us have come up with a grievance, okay? And we're going to air our grievances here today and then throw it open to anyone on the phone lines at 844-204-RICH if you want to air a grievance of any, any, anything, get, a, get off your chest. And then we'll do that. Does that sound good to everybody? Yeah. It sounds right. amazing. Here's what's going to happen first. Chris, amazing. is I'm going to take this poll and bring it over to you. Okay, great. So I'm going to start. You're going to start. I'm going to start. Okay, great. <laughs> now, I do have two... I'm going to do an extra one, uh, just kind of a societal thing. But my first, uh, my, my first sports one is, am I in the shot here? Here yeah. we go. I got a lot of problems with you people. Yeah, so well, <laughs> specifically, here we go. specifically, my first problem uh, is, is with the guys in stripes, okay? Like Sean Hockley the other night, like yeah. he, he had the whole football viewing world on him. And he really took advantage. Like his daddy. To just flag here, flag there. I want to keep talking. Like, these guys understand that it's better that we don't know their names. But yet we know the names of every head official in the National Football League. And I know they're doing their best. And I know they're out there. They got a job to do. And they got to keep things in order. Huh. And it's a very difficult job. I understand. However... <laughs> The number of times this season that they have ruined games is, like, beginning to be too much to count. Oh, boy. We saw it just with the Seattle and the Rams. I'm not saying that would have shifted the balance of the game. But that play was so obvious that it was pass interference. Like, it, it, has, to, it has to be called. And... Yes. I understand that, that that needs to be called, but you also... Don't need to call things all the time. Like, not every play, just because you can call holding on every play doesn't mean that you should. Agreed. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, so, what's, again, we, we get the point. So, <laughs> what, do you have a fix? I want him to stop. Okay, very just good. Just stop throwing flags. Okay. Like, let's enjoy the game for what it is. We're not paying our hard earned dollars. I'm not selling my Rams tickets on the secondary market to not, to not see you. Okay. I want to watch the players on the field. Okay. 
Okay? Yeah. And secondly... Yes. I got a lot of problems with you people. It's no, the holidays. You're going to hear about it. We're all traveling. If you got to get in an airplane, cool. But when the plane lands, stay in your GD seat. Where do you think you're going by standing up immediately when you're in the 38th row? You're not going anywhere. Stay in your seat and wait for the people in front of you to stand up and exit the plane. Okay? Just stay in your seat and relax. You're not going anywhere. What's that? I don't know if it's not very relaxing. I think flying right now. Well, Rich, now. you're in you're in one A all the time. No. Okay, <laughs> but everyone in the back, we experience like, when the plane lands, everyone just stands up, like we're gonna mass exit at the plane out the window. Okay, they have to make sure everything's secure. Okay. We got a taxi to the gate. They got to unlock the main door, and then row by row, just stand up and get off. Okay. You also gotta keep your head tilted under just the carry-on. St- just stay in your seat. Until it's your turn to get off the plane. Okay, very good. There, there, there you go. go. Do you feel better? <sighs> okay. I feel better. Now pass the poll to, uh, right. to uh, TJ TJ, TJ you're Here you go. Here comes the poll, TJ. No, no, you just stay, stay put. It's okay. He'll, he'll bring it to you. You don't, need to, you don't need to bring him halfway. There you go. There's the poll, which is, by it's the way, our first two-shot ever, too, Brock. Good enough. Good enough. I got a lot of problems with you people. No. You're going to hear about it. What do you got for me over there? Well, I also have two if we have time. I don't know. Uh, My first one is this. It's social media in general. Okay? I know that I'm the social media grandmaster, and it's my job to be on social media. But this is how I'm starting to equate it. Um, You guys ever work at a restaurant before? I have not. Okay. Well, if you ever worked at a restaurant, then you know, like, when you first start to work at a restaurant, you love going there for the food. Like, you know, you go there for lunch on... When you're working the dinner shift, you go there for dinner. When you're working the lunch shift, you like to hang out with your friends. It's all great. But then you work there enough, and eventually you start to become sick of the food, right? The smell of the food, the people, you just you can't stand it anymore. And that's kind of where I'm at with social media because a lot of it is just so fake. There's just so many fake people on there, and, you know, I have to be on there. And you guys are always like, well, why do you read the comments? I can't help but read the comments. Because it's part of the job. And, you know, I just want social media to be a cool place yes. again. And that's my grievance. Just social media in general, please knock it off. Um, my second grievance is with wrestling fans. Oh. Annoying wrestling fans. We're at a time right now, folks, where if you want to, you can watch three hours of Monday Night Raw on Monday. You can watch two hours of NXT on Tuesday. You can watch two hours of AEW on Wednesday. You can watch two hours of Impact Wrestling on Thursday. You can watch two hours of SmackDown on Friday. that's a lot. Or an hour of AEW Rampage, right? I'm a huge wrestling fan, so I love watching wrestling. But all these wrestling fans do nowadays is get on the internet and complain about wrestling. They hate this company. They hate that company. This guy's getting pushed. This person isn't getting pushed. It's just enough wrestling fans, please. It's already bad enough. We're fighting a losing battle with people who don't like wrestling. Like Non-wrestling fans look at us like freaks anyway. So we have a little like community, and we need to stick together and bond against all these people that hate wrestling, and yet we're just infighting with each other. All you read about are people talking about ratings. Like None of you work for Nielsen. Why do you care about what the ratings are, man? <laughs> just appreciate the show. Appreciate these men and women who are going out there and, and just putting on a great show for you. And stop with the complaining wrestling fans, please. Ladies and gentlemen, Enough. TJ right. Jefferson. It's a festivist miracle. It's and also, I just want to let you guys know that I've made a donation this year to the Human Fund for all of you. Oh, good. <laughs> so, like uh, Merry Christmas. I like yeah. People helping people. People helping okay, people. Yeah, absolutely. I got a lot of problems with you people. There you go. No? 
You're going to hear about yeah, it. You're going to hear about it. I have uh, pounded the table quite a bit, and I'm going to try not to pound the table because I have a big pole in my hand. Which, <laughs> which by the way, I, uh, I, 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 I snaked out of the back earlier today um, <laughs> and put my put my body on the line uh, because it was really hidden in the yeah, back. Yeah, I will Did say. Something fall on you? So we got here and we were like looking for a pole in yeah. the back because I know we had one because we did this a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, Hoskins and I noticed one, but it was like way tucked in the corner and there was tons of stuff yeah. uh, in the way. I climbed up And we were stuff. just like, all right, we, we just won't get it. Rich was like, no, I'm getting it. Yep. And like, <laughs> I think it's and a like better Spider-Man <laughs> himself over all of this Big heavy equipment, the TVs yeah. in the back, and I'm like, whoa! Yeah, I know. It was, it was, I, I got it. It's the Rich Eisen show. Yeah, thank you. It uh, was really <laughs> impressive. You know, I'll go the extra mile uh, for 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 a segment like this. And certainly, it's better holding a pole. Like this is the little, it's legitimately no, a no, pole. No, it's literally, a, literally it gives you power pole. when you uh, hold that. At any pole. rate, so oh, so here's here's the deal. I've said it before. I'll say it again. You're seeing it all the time. I'm going to go with NFL officiating as well, Chris, because I think that's... Oh, okay. So I didn't mean to... Stay, stay nah, it's, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. You know... It's um, been tough. It, it is, it's a tough gig, and, and that's why the league has now created a, a method to use replay in real time to help the officials out to make sure they make the right call on the field. It saves the um, coaches a challenge, and it saves the broadcast some time. And you're seeing it more and more often where something will be called and you'll be like, how do they see it that way? And then you'll hear about 30 seconds later, usually the referee's off camera because he is uh, conversing with some people in New York City who have seen the replay. And then you'll suddenly hear the ruling on the field is, and the ruling on the field that's announced is completely different from the ruling on the field that they had just previously made. You'll Mm -hmm. see that 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 is happening over and over and over again. I'm saying since they're already doing it, they're doing it for spot fouls. They're doing it for so many, uh, uh, you know, or or spotting the football. They're they're making it about whether somebody's in bounds or not. Do it for all 15 yard penalties, all of them, every last one of them. When an official makes a call on roughing the passer or 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 unsportsmanlike conduct or um, or uh, some form of um, any 15-yard penalty, unnecessary roughness. Throw the flag, then huddle up, and then give New York City some time to actually look at it. Did helmets connect? Was there a late hit? Was there something that some... Chop block that really wasn't a chop block. We saw in a game, I think it was Chicago and, and Pittsburgh, some sort of low block that didn't exist. Yeah. It's a 15-yard penalty. These things change momentum of the game. They change field position. Sometimes a defense is about to get off the field and then doesn't. When something is called in the line of fire, in the name of player safety, that after further review you can see didn't happen. Or a face mask wasn't called. What the hell? How did that happen? Well, let's review it. All of it. Do it now. It would be a Festivus miracle. It's a Festivus miracle! Thank you, Chris. (laughs) That's my airing of grievance. 
I have another quick travel one real quick. Oh, if you're out on the road, right, oh, and you're in the left lane, don't go the speed limit. The left lane is for 10 to 15 miles an hour faster than what the speed limit says, all right? Let's keep going. Flow of traffic. Don't I get agree. in the left lane and drive like it's Sunday and and you're, you're looking and you're, and you're looking at leaves and Christmas lights, okay? Like go fast in the fast lane, people. That's what it's for. I think this is all Appropriate. We could fill an hour with this. We, well, good. Yeah. We have the time. Because I got it. It's more. a Festivus miracle. Let's call Tom Curran. Uh, I'm our call screamer. Call Tom Curran. We'll get him on the line, and then we'll get more of your phone calls at 844-204-RICH. Number to dial right here on this busy Festivus edition of the Rich Eisen. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. NBC Sports Boston's Tom Curran, Patriots insider here on the Rich Eisen Show here on a crazy mixed-up world went uh, Thursday. How are you, Tom? What's going on? At the moment, I'm eating a tiny little chocolate-covered pretzels with little holiday sprinkles on them. Okay. <laughs> they are incredible. Was that, <laughs> was that was that part of Belichick's I'm sorry gift to the media as well? Did he give out chocolates to you too, Tom? No. Nope. Nothing like that. No, he didn't do anything like that. I think he went far enough. The funny thing is, Rich. Yes, Tom. On a scale of 1 to 10, post-game agitation, that yeah. was like a 3. I still don't understand why he apologized for the group. Nobody, <laughs> nobody felt bad. So please walk me through <laughs> what happened Monday when he apologized for his post-game um, shortness, abruptness. Please walk me through uh, what that was like with you and your <clears throat> colleagues who have been covering the team for so long. Tom Karn, please. 
Do me that favor. I, you know, he gets on the Zoom. Fellas, you know, before I start here, <laughs> and, you know, you've got the rest of the audio, but basically said that he it wasn't our fault, not your fault, um, that they lost the game. But here's my theory. Yes. Guy I work with, Phil Perry, he and I have been together on the beat for 10 years. And Phil is a very diligent, hardworking, respectful, courteous guy who does stories that go well and in-depth, kind of like I was 15 years ago. Um, so <laughs> Phil loves Phil. And Phil asked the first four questions in the postgame. And each one of them, Bill, kind of sent back at him like, Karch Karai. <laughs> at the net. Good reference. Good spike <laughs> reference, man. I like it. I like so, it. So I really think that some of it had to do with Phil. Now, we have people going, somebody got to Bill and made him apologize. I'm like, for what? It wasn't even bad. No, Linda said something to him. Or... That was Jonathan or Robert. I'm like, do you know what his face would look like if Jonathan or Robert told him to apologize? <laughs> After all the things that he has done in post games, to think that he would no, he just felt bad about whether it be Phil in specific or all of us in general. He's like, Yeah, you know what? Whatever. Just tell him I'm sorry. <laughs> That'll catch him off. That'll catch him off. Guys. My theory was exactly that. It's just a great life partner seeing your video and how you have come across and them wanting to make sure that they've you you know, you do better or or can be seen in a light that you should be seen in since, you know, she or he sees you in it. That's what that spoke that's what that looked like so to me. So you thought it might have been Linda Holiday. No question. In my mind, no it was just way. Like, <laughs> She's been with him since like '07. I, I know. I don't know. Where? What was it? No. Or, or wait, wait, hold on a minute. Maybe we just just think it's it's Bill self scouting. Maybe he's self scouting. What do you think? You I think one hundred percent think that it. Look, if it was me sitting there asking those questions, I don't think he would have circled back and said, "I'm sorry." You know, he's <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying we have a bad relationship, but over the course of time, yes. I think that, you know, there's a there's plenty in both buckets. Good times, bad times. I wish this kid would get another job times. So <laughs> all of that. But with Phil, I think it's everything has been to the good with Phil. Okay. He actually sought Phil out last year. You should have Phil on sometime. He sought Phil out because Phil asked some scouting question and Bill's like, Yeah, it's a million things. I'm not gonna get into that. And then the next day he comes on his own and goes, yeah, Phil, I mean, sorry about that. Here's huh. how we do this on the scouts. Okay. And wow. he goes on about for like He's got a soft minutes. spot for this one reporter is what you're saying. He's got a soft yeah. spot. Yeah, the Senator Phil Perry. I he, want you to have him on. He's like the Randy Moss of your group? Like, you know, or he's like the LT of your group? He's a young guy. Like he's got, no, he's he's like, got a soft no. spot? What, or the, a Moat? He's, he's like a Zeke Moat? What is he? He's, no, he's not the Zeke Moat. Is he the Zeke Moat of the group? Matthew Slater. He's okay. Oh, okay. Okay. He's Matthew Slater. I got it. Okay. See, by the way, to all of us, this actually makes sense. It makes sense. We were just, we we just, I, 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 I knew that was going to have to be my first question of you. Just what, what it was like to the beat writers who have been around there and done that. that. That is a cool thing about this job is to try and, figure out the psychology behind what the people say, whether it's Belichick or Mac Jones or Brady. Um, 
because there is so much that goes on behind the curtain, and we do know how purposeful his words and his times at the podium are, that it does become an interpretive dance, where with Dan Campbell, there's no real interpretation. It's all right there. You know, but with Belichick, it's, you know, the most successful, but also the most enigmatic and, and discreet team there is. So we get to have people come and say, what do you think? And we come up with our cockamamie ideas. We're probably all wrong anyway. Well, there's another sorry this week as well, uh, right, from Mac Jones apologizing. He just won't answer questions about the Colts game anymore. So uh, what's going on there? Have we? Have that, we is, what's... that is Bill at the point of a bayonet saying that we're not talking about that game. It wasn't us. We're off it. We're done with it. Because I think that's one of those games, you know how – the bury the football game. The Patriots did it a long time ago after Brady's second start. Many teams have done it since where they ceremoniously bury the football to say that game didn't happen. The Patriots are doing the same thing with the Colts game, which is interesting, guys, because I think that's what the Bills wanted to do with the Patriots game. The Bills got shamed. The Bills, at least in the mind of Sean McDermott, beat themselves in many ways. He sat there at the podium basically saying, they didn't beat us, we beat ourselves. And that's the same feeling the Patriots have about the Colts. Colts played well, but the Patriots backed themselves up, gave a punt block touchdown up, took a, you know, had a red zone pick, yeah, took a three points off the board on us. They completely believe, yeah, Colts, nice team, but they're not better than us. So that's why they're moving on from that. I don't know about that, though. You know, I know, but that's what they think. No, and I, I don't blame them for thinking that. <laughs> I, I, I don't blame them for thinking that. And I, I saw more mistakes than what you just walked through, and I'm sure you, you did as well. You know, there was also what first play of the second half where, where it looked like either Stevenson got the ball uh, incorrectly or the lineman thought it was a pass play instead of a run play. I mean, coming, oh, yeah. a, coming out, of the, out of the locker room that way in the second half. And this is after a bye so obviously these games happen and and we hadn't seen the Patriots play something like that in quite some time. Um, what what about Mac Jones? What what to read out of that? I know you want to bury it, but that fourth quarter was uh, pretty damn good. Certainly that throw to Hunter Henry out of the outstretched arms of Darius Leonard, like that's the good stuff. That's what you might need mm-hmm. in January, you know, on occasion. So he is so amazingly resilient. I mean, and we've seen it all the way through camp from tiny play-to-play bounce backs to bad practice to the next day, unbelievable practice bounce backs. Even in the Chargers game, remember, we've talked about that, Rich, a couple times on this this show. You were there that day. You watched the game. I took that as a huge game for him in that for three quarters, he played like a rookie and like a C-level NFL starter. And in the fourth quarter, when they needed a clinching drive, he was pretty much lights out. So he bounced back in that game. I would imagine that this week, if he holds true to form, he will play a hell of a lot better than he did last week because he always has bounced back. But at some point, though, when you've gone through what he's gone through in the last year without cease from Alabama – to the draft process, mm-hmm. to beating out Cam, to a 17-week regular season. At some point, I'd just say, I'm done, man. I need to just close my eyes here for a minute. And he doesn't appear to be doing that. So what is the approach for this game this week? 
Do they do they take out that passing game that they didn't need um, a couple weeks ago and just throw that out there? I know Bill was even joking about that after the game. Like, yeah, we were yep. talking about like we we could use the passing game in a couple weeks because we didn't use it tonight. Um, or, or or what is the sense like that that three pass night against Buffalo? Um, is is it right or wrong to say that that is the way that the Patriots look at Mac Jones? when it comes down to winning football games. I, I, I think it's the way that the Patriots played, depending on all circumstances and the circumstances yep. of the weather. So, But you hear I the conversation. Of, with, you know, the way they look at the Bills. It's not how they look at Mac Jones. It's how they look at the Bills. And if they say, well, they kind of got a soft underbelly there. Let's throw some body shots. Then they'll do that. But if they had a weak chin and they thought that they needed to hit up high, and they wanted to throw, they would they would let Mac do that. I think it's, it has much less to do with the nature of the quarterback than it does the nature of the opponent. And this week, I just don't know how Buffalo can magically wave a wand and be better in the front seven against the run. You know, it's, so if I were the Patriots, I would approach it exactly the same way as they did the, the, the last time around. And until they stop it, keep hammering it. But What'll be interesting is they're kind of forced to approach that way as well because Nelson Aguilar's got a concussion, Nikhil Harry's got a hip injury, and Kendrick Bourne is in COVID protocols. He could be out by then. But that's your wide receiver room except for Jacoby Myers. What is with the, what is the wide receiver room? Like how <laughs> you know, I, I I don't at the end of the hall, down the line. I know. <laughs> I, I I just right I mean, it is it is what, would you say it's the weakest link on this team would you say that or is that unfair uh, unfair go for it's it the most <clears throat> it's it's <laughs> what is it oh boy it's uh right. they're not gonna they're not gonna give you a plus work they're gonna give you a lot of 78s to 81s <laughs> okay C plus, C plus, B minus. Yep. Needs improvement. But they're they're <laughs> never but they're never gonna give you a 67 either you know, they're just not going to turn that test in and you have to go, what were you doing? That's <laughs> their feeling is 78 to 81. And that's the interesting thing about this offense is a lot of those skill positions are populated by guys like that. There is no Gronk. There is no Edelman. Hmm. There's no James White who could occasionally turn in a 93 for you. They don't have guys who can turn in A days. So you need everybody to to make sure that they have their 78 or above. Well, I'll tell you what, I think, I think that kid Stevenson. Do you like that analogy? I do. I, like I think it's great. No, no, I, I, I really do. Uh, I, I think that kid Stevenson can, though, right? And Harris, yeah, if, like, yeah. I, I, I mean, the way that he hops in the hole sometimes, the way that he avoids contact, he is really Thank talented. And, and that's, that's the question is, like, which team will make the Patriots throw to beat him? Which team is going to put it on Mac Jones in a January cold day or a January crucible on the road? Which team is going to do that? Which team is going to force the Patriots to have to do that? And that's why I keep returning to the Colts a little bit because that's what they did. That's what they did. Yeah, but I don't think – but you the know? Colts can't run and hide the way Kansas City can. Okay, then that's – well. I, I yes, in theory. That's another one of those, obviously. Um because you know the Chargers could uh, against certain teams, but not New England. I mean, that's why yeah. I'm just I'm trying to you know sort of hunt yeah, and no, peck I think here. Kansas City can 
Kansas City can just, like, you know, the Colts were aided by the Patriots. Kansas City could go touchdown, touchdown, touchdown on you, and you really didn't even do anything wrong. <laughs> You're down 21 nothing. I mean, we've seen them do that in the playoffs. Right. But So that would be a team that that would put the onus on the Patriots to say, okay, well, we came in one to be balanced, but we got to throw out. But I really don't think that there's a lot about Mac Jones' game that would make me say, okay, party's over. I'm going to go, you know, take the decorations down. I still think he has enough that he could perform in a desperate, you got to throw it 55 times game. I really do. Well, I mean, again, the kid's played in big games before. I mean, he just has. He's played in big games. He's played in championship games. He's a self-made kid. He's taken coaching clearly very well, you know, um, and um, it just was can't win. I, I, that's why I, I just basically, you know, racked that one up to the can't win them all category. Like New England wasn't Same. going to win out, you know, and Same. that but that's what makes this weekend so big, you know, because you can yeah. knock them Are out. Are you happy that it's at one o'clock? Or would you rather it be a prime time or a four? No, I, I, I like it at one. Sometimes, sometimes, man, you got to serve some filet mignon for breakfast. You know, sometimes it's what you got to do. But it would be a little colder at night, though. Got to get your steak with your eggs, you know. I know, but these guys are these guys are are built for the cold. Well, actually, Mac Jones, we'll see. All right, they already had an element game. I like crystal clear, warm. I don't even know what the weather is, but well, we we talked about it yesterday. It's forty degrees, partly cloudy. You know, that's it. That's it. That's all you're going to get. So I'm, I'm right. with you, too. Hey, before I let you go, I'll put you on the spot. It's Festivus. You know, we're airing of grievances. You got anything you want to air for grievance, either sports-wise or just, you know, the world? Tom? Oh. You're from New England. You must have a grievance. <laughs> I do, but I'm reading a book. Uh, it's called Untethered Soul, and I have to read this book every once in a while when I'm starting to get agitated. Oh. Very helpful. I have a stack of, like, these self-help books. Okay. Where you got to you have to, to shut up the little thing in your brain that's constantly chirping at you. So as a result, I have no festivist grievances because I've asked that guy to shut up. Huh? Do you think that's what Belichick's reading now too, Tom? Maybe that's it. How to win friends and influence people. Um, maybe 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 Bill's reading Untethered Soul too, and that's why he's like, I'm you telling know, you, it came out in 2007. It's a very simple book. It's pretty helpful. Season. Right. Okay, we all have that little guy who just never shuts up. Somebody goes past you in traffic, then they cut back in, and he's what is he doing? You know what? How would he like me on his bumper? How would he like it making it? And then you're like, what are you doing that for? That's right. Untethered soul. I got it. The you journey beyond the yourself. That's what it's called. It's, it's called the journey beyond yourself. Yeah, the you untethered Google soul. The there journey beyond yourself. I know people I roll with this stuff. I do. But anything that can make you a little bit better, more yeah. at peace every day. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You'll be more fun around the family unless you're a tethered soul. Do you want to be a tethered soul on Christmas morning? If you do, go ahead. Be as tethered as you want to be, but you got to be not fun to be around. Yeah, we just looked it up. The uh, The audiobook version is read by Bill Belichick. So, yep, that's it. Yeah. That, yep, yep. Are you audio or hard copy, Tom? <laughs> He's a hard copy, I'm man. a Kindle guy. Come on. Kindle. Oh, it's Kindle. Kindle. Oh, very good. Well, that's old school in a way, too. Copy, okay, yeah. very good. Well, you'll be perfect for the Los Angeles Super Bowl if you make it, Tom. So that'll be perfect. <laughs> it'll be perfect. Thank you. Are Take you care. up there? I'll see you out there. I hope so. Yeah, I hope you'll see okay, me. Yeah. No doubt. Good to see you, Tom Curran, or good to chat with you. You be well. Have a happy holiday with you and your family. All right. Thanks for always having me. Thanks for making me having me be part of this, and I appreciate you always. Guys. Take care. Right back appreciate at you, you at Tom E. Curran on Twitter. Follow him. I do. 
fun follow. The best. Okay, phone lines are lit. People want to air their grievances. This is going to be fun. As they should. This is going it's to be fun. It's a Festivus miracle. That's coming up. That's coming up right here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH to get in on the party. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Eight four four rich number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. It is Festivus. People are calling in saying, I want to air my grievances like T.J. Jefferson did and Chris Brockman did and I did. And, uh, and Brockman's really upset with people who get up uh, when a plane is parking it's at insane. the gate and they're way, way, way back in the plane and there's not even a chance for them right. to get off and you get upset with them because why? You can't get off the plane either. What's your yeah. beef? What's what, the problem? What's, what is your rush? What's, but what's your problem? If they want to get up and move their feet around, circulate, they want to stand. What's the problem? Sometimes you need to stretch it out a little bit. You can't bit. leave either if you're just, behind them. Just wait. Or you get upset with them when you're looking behind and see them getting up. No, it's the people. Yeah, everyone. Just relax. <laughs> relax. It's we're not, not a relaxing we're thing We're not going these days. anywhere. It's not relaxing these days. And you know what else? Someone on Twitter pointed this out. Thank you very much. While we're waiting to board and you're a plebe in zone six, why are we hovering around the entrance? Wait your turn. <laughs> well, as you zone know. One, as zone one. Zone two. As you zone know, three. I, I, just wait. I get on the plane first thing. First thing. First thing I can. But it, but that's a first-class situation. They board first after no, military even when I, even when I, no, even, Excuse me. I don't always fly first-class. Really? This, really? Yeah. Del Tufo? Last time sometimes, you flew coach. Chris. He's right. Huh? Okay, Mike. When was the last time you flew coach? Chris, he's right. He doesn't always fly first. Sometimes he flies private. So there's the day. Hey, uh, what, what, when was the last time I did a game? Whenever that was. I had to fly back here, and I had to fly in coach because things got changed. Okay? Right. I go, this past summer, I had to get to the East Coast. Flew coach. 
Okay. 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 So Sorry, how about okay. we stop? Well, let's That's all my relax. grievance. Let's my, all relax. my grievance is that you think I'm elitist. <laughs> Why is your head turning so red? The red? reason I know you're elitist <laughs> is because you would film me going, and I'm not Guilty even that charged. far back. I'm only in like row seven. Guilty as charged. I will always, whenever we fly together, and he's flying behind me, I will always film him passing my. See, that's a little elitist, <laughs> man. But it's not like, row. but it's not like what I was going to row thirty. I'm literally in like the first row after first class. And then I will have to. I will hector him as he's going. Like, what, what role are you in? <laughs> no, I'll do that. That's true. So, yeah. All right. Guilty as charged. <laughs> you My got, bad. You got mad your head turned real red, and then you were like, oh, wait a minute. You know you're right. You, Anthony right. in Pennsylvania. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. All right. You've got the floor, Anthony. What's your grievance? PA. All right, Rich. Here's my grievance. All right. To a tongue of Iloa, say the name, respect the name. The guy has the Dolphins run a six-game winning streak. Yes. All I hear about, oh, my gosh, I just had to hear about you guys slobbering on about Mac Jones. Mac Jones, they had him throwing three passes. The guy can't even throw the ball. They do not trust him. Tua goes out there and swings it. Yeah, last week, bad pick six. What happened? Marched right down the field, took the lead, got the W. Dolphins are on a six-game winning streak. It's going to be a nine-game winning streak. Whoa. And after that, it's going to be a 13-game winning streak. Oh, my. Rich. I'm going to see you out there at SoFi. Okay, so you are part of the Tuanon cult. Is that what the, the, what I hear about? I, I hear, mean, I hear about Tuanon a lot. I may have a shrine. I may not have a shrine. Okay, you know. Not going to get into the detail. No, look, I, I have. Uh, who capes more for Tua? I'm about to say, does he listen to the show a lot? I, because I you are. I love you, Rich. I love you, Rich. I don't want to call people out. I mean, Rich, you're, you're, you're very close to the. I don't want to call out Mike Florio, right? I don't want to call him out. I don't want to call out Chris Sims. I don't want to call out those guys. I don't want to call out, well, this guy's on another channel. You know, no, it's okay. It's start, okay. He starts with Cal. I'm not going to go into it. You know, he loved Tua. Then he hated Tua. Then he has this. Other person who's on the show, she might have been, she might be the sister of former Dolphins yes. legend who loved Tua, and now she hates Tua. So you know, I, you know, You're I'm out. just saying wow. the two and on, we're, we're, we're like Santa, you know, we're, we have a list and we're checking it twice, right? <laughs> and we're it. gonna find out who's not here tonight. Okay, and guess well, what? Yeah. Come mid February, if two is there, he's coming. You know, he's coming. That's all I'm saying. He's coming to town. You could have finished. So I, I, I'll, I'll help you out with that. He was coming to town. Well done. That's right. it. There you go. There's, uh, there you go. Rack him. There you go. Rack him. There you go. It's a if if they make the if 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 he says on Festivus <laughs> that the Dolphins will hoist the Lombardi Trophy up the street with a 13 game winning streak. No. What, that's clearly it's a, a Festivus miracle. That would be. <laughs> Jeez. I know would be if you haven't that been be. driving the Tua train rich since the guy's been in the league, then you've been first. You've had a first class seat. You are always, uh, you know, tooting the horn for I Tua. Been, I have been caping for the young man yeah. for quite a bit. So and um, I, I, he's got it, man. The Dolphins loved him from get from jump. So he's now won six in a row. But you know, it's not his. It's not his doing, right? It's just. Never his doing. Right, it's yeah, never yeah. his doing. It's just he's won six in a row, but it's not his doing. Whereas Aaron Rodgers wins six in a row, or Mahomes wins six in a row, or Herbert wins six in a row, or Brady wins six in a row, or Mac Jones wins six in a row. It's like, let's talk about that guy. That's another grievance of mine. What's it? Well, you know, a quarterback <laughs> can drop back and throw a five-yard slant, right? 
The receiver can catch the ball, it's break five tackles, it's 80 yards. Touchdown. And it's just like, look at the 80-yard pass. No, he threw a five-yard pass. This guy broke six tackles. Yeah, but there's a next-gen stat for that. I know, but that's just yeah, like you air didn't. Yards. Air yards. Air yards. Well, you, it went yeah. five yards air in the air. Air yard touchdowns. I think I saw what? That's like, a thing, yeah. That Herbert leads the league in air yard touchdowns. Burrow must be up there, and Burrow's too. up there, too. Yeah. He's the two of them. Yeah, yeah well, they, they put 70 the, yards of so air So basically, every quarterback drafted in the top ten not named Tua. <laughs> But don't also, say that to our last caller because he's certainly not on Festivus. No, no, and my man Anthony, I hope you're laying some scratch if you really feel this way. Dolphins right now, guys, 200 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Oh. Brockman, who on the phone the other day when we were talking after the show that I said that this team's going to, was it the Colts that I said aren't going to lose a game the rest of the year yeah. win the Super Bowl? I, mean, not, not, not well, I said the Bucks and the Packers were not going to lose a game the rest of the year, well, regular season. By the way, it's close. No, well, it's not. I mean, the Bucks are already shut out. Oh, Packers, I mean. The hell. Chiefs, <laughs> Chiefs looks good, too, though, Rich. Huh? The Chiefs, your Chiefs My call. Chiefs was that they would only lose two games the rest of the year. Yeah, and, and I think. I think they've only lost one yeah, since I said Chiefs that, right? Yeah, is not bad. Or actually. did they lose two and then they haven't they lost any since They might have lost two then. immediately and then have gone on a run. I'm telling you, Mahomes MVP run. Nobody's talking about it. Dude, if Mahomes winds up being the MVP and I'm right about that. Well, I said he was MVP. No one else did. Because he had I a few said he was MVP weeks. before the season. Well, before the season, but I mean, uh, in the last couple of weeks, I've been correct. like, what about Mahomes? And That's you guys correct. are like, no way. That's correct. Okay. Give it to Cup or give it to Taylor. Let's go. Switch it up a little I bit. I would be shocked if either of them won, but Taylor has a great Which case. Which one? By the, by the way, oh, I mean. I mean, um, Cooper Cup hasn't had an off game. We're, as we're someone at, who we're had at the end of the hour here. Yeah, I've got something for our Peacock audience coming up. I'm sorry to our terrestrial radio Peacock audience. and Sirius. That's Rich. correct. Thank you. Thank you. Taysom Hill may have COVID, but we talked to him yesterday, and nothing's going to keep us from that appointed playing of that uh, conversation. Certainly, uh, it bears out for you to hear what he has to say. He's a good dude. Coming up in hour three. 